0: Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you for your presence that's all around us today. Father, let us be reminded that your presence is all around us every day. Father, that we don't have to wait to come to church to get relieved, although it's awesome. Father, but we can receive your victory, we can receive your presence, we can receive your healing at home, Lord, or the workplace, or just wherever we may go, Lord, we will never be away from you. But Father, as needs have been raised across this room today, Lord, I believe that you've taken them, and Father, you're shouldering the burden, and they're no longer burdensome to us, because Father, we have victory in you, we have righteousness in you, and Father, we thank you for taking the heaviness away from us today. And for stapling it to the cross, Lord. Father, we ask that as we've emptied ourselves out today, Lord, that that as we break open the word, that we would fill ourselves full of you. Father, that we would be renewed by your Holy Spirit. That, Father, that we would be refreshed by your Holy Spirit, that we would know you better. In Jesus' name. And, Father, we do love you today and we do appreciate you. And, Father, we thank you. For the faith, and Father, increase your faith in us, Lord. Increase in us, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Isn't God awesome? Yes. Let's give Him some glory today. Yes. Are you refreshed today? Renewed today? Yeah. Yeah. Let's turn to First uh, John 5, 1 through 5, and uh, again, welcome everybody inside and everybody watching with us. Welcome Golden City, those online. Uh, also, if, uh, if you haven't downloaded the Bible app, uh, Oakton, excuse me, app, uh, you can go to the Apple App Store on your phones or Google one. If you download them, the notes are on there for the service today. Uh, the notes will be also uh, on behind me, but if you get into the Oakton app, it'll be the featured, and then you'll see the scripture uh, right there that you can that I'll be using, and then the notes that, again, will also be behind me, and then you can follow along in your Bibles encourage you to bring your Bibles and follow along in your Bibles. But again, faithfulness is obeying God's word. And the Lord's really dumping this thought on me. Our faith is important. And, and anyway, uh, let's just read here. 1 John 5, 1 through 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. That's where we get that loving God and loving people. That's the top priority. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commands. For this is the, the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. We're experiencing that today already. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. And this is the part I want us to get a hold of. Our faith. Your faith is what helps you to overcome the world. Verse 5. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So specifically, your faith in Jesus is what helps you to overcome this world. world really, what causes you to overcome this world? I was walking down the road today and praying and seeking the Lord, and the Lord put this thought on my mind that, that the Lamar football boys have won eight championships. And I know I've shared this with you before, but they've won eight championships. And and I think it's because of three things. I think that the coach is very important. I think the kids' giftings and talents are very important. But I think the key is their faith. They know they can win the championship. Uh, You guys have been to the games. I've been to the games when they shouldn't have won them, but their faith, they believed they could win, brought them through. And and, and that goes through my head over and over and over because I've coached kids and I've seen that coach is important. Talent's important, but you got, they got to know they can do it. Faith is the key. And again, in our religion, in our relationship with Jesus, salvation's the key. God is number one, the Holy Spirit, Jesus. They are central. They are at center. We gotta have them. They're the most important thing. Our giftings and our talents, they are important. But when we have faith, we know we win the championship. And we live our life like we won the championship. That's what faith is. And that's what I believe that John was saying here. And he said these things. He said, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. We can't do it without God. He reiterates that in verse 5. We've got to have God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit but they can't make us believe. They can't make us have faith. They give us the talents. They give us the giftings. They give us all the tools we need. Those ingredients are important, but our faith is the key. I think a lot of us struggle sometimes, and and the the points today you're going to see are or obeying his commandments will bring trials and tribulation in our life. I don't know quite how I worded that online or whichever, but but people come to me all the time and, and even talking about trials and temp, tribulations last week and said, well, God allows them, correct? Well, that's true. God does allow them. But, but the Lord really burned on me last Sunday night that that it's it's, I say, Following God's commandments will guarantee trials and tribulations in your life. That's why your faith is so important. As wickedness grows in the world, believers will have trials and tribulations because we are opposite of wickedness. What does light have in common with darkness? Nothing. What does good have in common with evil? Nothing. That's why when we do what God calls us to do, when we follow God's commandments, this world is going to throw it all at us. That's why our faith is important, that we don't waver in our faith and, and who we are and what we believe. We see this in the scripture and the Lord showed me Mark 10, 17 through 21, And if you want to turn there, I'll give you a minute to turn there. But Mark 10, 17 through 21. Again, this scripture should be on the the Oakton page or app. And it'll be behind me. But but Mark 10, 17 through 21. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud or lie, if you will. Honor your father and mother. And and he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing you'll sell all you have and give to the poor and you'll have treasures in heaven and come follow me. Boom, there it is. There's a trial. The world doesn't want to give all their treasures to God. The four commandments that, that Jesus did not say, in other words, he said he did six commandments The four Jesus didn't say was those that put God number one in your life. So when he asked the rich young ruler, okay, then make me number one in your life, he said, whoa, that's contrary to what I want to do. The trial came in. And we see in the scripture that he went away disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. And so again, this is at a different point in this guy's life, but, but when we do and follow God's commandments, it's gonna oppose the world thinking. It's gonna oppose our thinking at sometimes, like it did the rich young ruler. He wanted his possessions more than God. But the key of that is many people are disheartened and sorrowful If you look up disheartened, it means having lost confidence, dispirited. Many Christians are dispirited. They've lost confidence in the things of God because they haven't completely sold out to God. Well, I've I've done this one, this one, this one, this one, but I'm holding on to this one. When the believer denies God, his ways, and follows the world, it will shake your confidence. It will cause sadness. I wanted to throw an example at you today, and it's on slide four. And this is just an example of of God said in the Ten Commandments here, do not murder, okay? Okay and this is in the news is why i'm bringing it up and i don't even know uh whether texas republican government greg abbott if he's even a believer but i'd say he is but he stood against murder by signing in the fetal heartbeat bill in texas in may yeah give the lord i'd I'd hope we give the lord praise for that (laughs) The Texas abortion law states once cardiac activity can be detected in the embryo, no more. Well, that's usually four to six weeks into the birth. It's a big step. Before we move there, I've been kind of watching this um, world meter And anyway, the World Meter is a government agency that tracks everything we're doing in America down to the the electricity usage. It even tracks obesity people in the United States. It literally does. It tracks everything. But in that, it tracks abortions. And year to date, there has been over 30 million abortions worldwide. Think about that. And if you watch that tack, it just constantly changing. If you go down to babies born, 96 million babies have been born in worldwide year to date. It's kind of like this. It's a little bit faster. That's how quick it's moving. Do you realize that 31.5% of babies born or conceived are murdered. Now, in the world meter records, I don't think they think abortion is murder. So if you add in 30 million babies to the 96 million babies, it's still 24% of babies are murdered. Now let's put this in perspective. We're dealing with COVID-19. The death rate there is 2%. And look how we're responding. If we would respond the same thing way to abortions and the things of God that we're responding to COVID, we'd stop it. If I couldn't get on an airplane, if I didn't obey the the commandments of God, it would change things. If I couldn't get a hospital bed, if I didn't follow God's commandments, it would change things. And I'm not—I'm just talking today. I'm not getting political at all. I just want us to think today. Governor Abbott tweeted. After this signing, no freedom is more precious than life itself. Starting today, every born child with a heartbeat will be protected from the ravages of abortion. Texas will always defend the right to life. Because of his stand, even whether he's a believer or not, because he stood that way, Satan and wickedness does not like that. Man, it stirred it up. It went to the Supreme Court. And it passed and they upheld it five to four. Again, praise God. Praise God for President Trump. As a result, four judges opposing this were not happy. And they opposed it. They also talked about it afterwards. And their names are behind me. Our president was not happy. Biden said, president Biden said in a statement that his administration will launch a whole of government effort to respond to this decision. And look at what steps the federal government can take to ensure that a woman in Texas has a, a access to a legal safe abortion. As protected by Roe. That was our president's response. I don't think he values life personally. I don't even want to get into Hillary Clinton's response. But the Food Network's response was they disowned people that had their platform. You can read about that on Fox News. GoDaddy took down a website that allowed people to post tips about possible abortions. That was from a CNN report. Lyft said it would donate $1 million to Planned Parenthood. Uber said they would cover legal fees, and so did Lyft, of those sued as a result of this leg- legislation. Again, CNN. Those that are doing ba- uh, dating apps, how many of you are in the dating apps? Bubble and Match said they would create a relief fund for people affected by this law. CNN reported. You gotta go check out what Portland, Oregon did. They, they've come up with this idea that they're not letting anybody believe this, or they're, they're doing, you gotta go check that out. It's too long to talk about. They're doing some crazy things. But something that ought to tip us in this is the satanic temple has joined the legal uh, rag, wrangling to block or overturn Texas' severe new abortion law. Man, Satan's, the temple of Satan got involved here you guys realize that the u.s supreme court last year declined to hear a case brought by the temple to overrun missouri abortion laws did you know that don't even want to talk about the heel on tv i hope you guys don't watch that nbc news spreads fear uh, experts say texas abortion law policies have outsized efforts to the poor in other words this is going to hurt the poor Fear, fear, fear. Science even got involved. Science America got involved. Business Insider got involved and and, and gave their opinion. All because a Texas governor stood on a commandment, do not murder. When we stand for the things of God, it's going to cause trials and tribulations In our life, because we are not wicked, we are righteous. And we are not dark, we are light. So as we stand for the things of God, don't think it's gonna always be a dance in the park. Are you struggling with adultery today? Stealing, false witness. Defrauding, honoring your father and mothers, because these can be trials and tribulations. An example of fraud and deception. <laughs> I'm probably talking too much today. But San Francisco's rolling out a pilot program that will pay some gang members $300 a month to stop gun violence. Talk about lying and deception and fraud. Man, we're paying gains now. I got some quotes here, but I'm not going to, I've decided to skip them. Another thought I had here is, and I'll probably talk about this tonight, that the Bible doesn't even support socialism. But if you, that really shocks your world tonight, you can come out and I'm going to speak about that a little bit. Six o'clock, open Carthage. But we just talked about the first four commandments that are keep. I know, you know things, kind of our lifestyle, things we believe, things that we're about. But the first four that, again, Jesus skipped to the rich young ruler, that they're personal for us. You shall have no other gods before God. You shall not make yourself an image other than God. You shall not use, misuse the name of the Lord. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Them four things are personal. That's the, the relationship part. That's the loving God and loving people part that we read about in 1 John. And so when we make an effort to do them, oh, Satan's going to come after you. Especially when he starts seeing the fruit of your relationship with God. And I'm not saying he doesn't have any power and authority, at least no more than we give him. But living for Jesus correctly will bring trials and tribulation in your life. Loving Jesus and people correctly will bring trials and tribulations in your life. I'm sure I've done things that my mom and pop didn't like throughout my life. Didn't agree with some things they were doing as they raised me. But they kept their faith and pressed in and held their, my feet to the fire. And we made it through these trials and tribulations. Last week I shared the scriptures as they were, be, there will be dissensions among you how we respond to them shows whether we have godly character or not. So go back and listen to last week because all this still ties together. Point two, following Jesus' commandments are not burdensome. As worldly wickedness grows, we must realize following Jesus' commandments are not burdensome, burdensome because they are opposite of the world but we remember that God's commandments will bring victory I'll talk about that more in point three in some keys later but burdensome means difficult to carry out or fulfill it's not so much it's because the commandments are so easy to follow It's because we know that we overcome these commandments through salvation. We know God empowers the believer to overcome through the Holy Spirit. So when these things come against us, we don't say, oh, this is so burdensome, this is so heavy, I can't take it anymore. We go to the Lord and we ask for wisdom, as we talked about last week. Again, wisdom, the spiritual capacity to see and to evaluate life and conduct, conduct life from God's point of view. That's wisdom. So we go to God and say, hey, God, you know, uh, this has come against me. This is really burdensome and I don't want it to be. Lord, I come to you and I ask that you show me wisdom, how you would handle this, how you would like for me to conduct myself and how that I can complete this. And then we listen to the Holy Spirit. And we remember, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I've said to you. It's kind of like today, you know, we started out and and, and we were singing and God entered the house. And then he sat down by us and he began to minister to our need and the burdens of life lifted. So we don't walk through this life burdensome we got to recognize the enemy and go to the Lord. And the Lord gave us an example of that today. But the opposite of that, guys, is when we don't do that, that we begin to lose confidence in the things of God. And we begin to lose confidence in ourselves. And we become disheartened and sorrowful. And we move into a defeated state if we're not careful. Some of you have been calling me, and I don't think this is so much. I don't know where to put this, but it's apparently a trial. But I wanted to address it today because my phone has been blowing up. And that's good. I want you guys to talk to me. Talk to me. But but a trial that a lot of us seem to be going through is should I take the vaccine or not? Man, that's burdensome for people right now. And my response to all of them is, what is God telling you? Because life should not be burdensome. This, this event should not be burdensome. We should go to the Lord and ask wisdom. In other words, God, how would you handle this? And Father, show me what you would want me to do and how to do it. And then we listen for the Holy Spirit to give us that answer. To you personal, I haven't taken the shot. But I bet, I know about half of you in here has. Soon you God. If I get that pressure and maybe have to take the shot to do what God has called me to do I will pray for his protection and I'll take the shot and the reason I say that is is that I have a heart for missions overseas and in me praying through this and thinking about this is that if God's called me to do something nothing's standing in the way and the world forces things on me, so be it. God will look out for me. God will protect me. But that's my personal side. And who knows, I may go in tomorrow and take it. I don't know. I've been listening to the Holy Spirit on what I should do. And that's what I tell you guys to do. I'm just saying, life shouldn't be burdensome. This shouldn't be burdensome to you. You should have a joy of the Lord in all that you do. And so we go to the Lord and we say, Hey God, I need your wisdom. And again, allow his wisdom to guide us and direct us in the steps that we take. You guys trust God today? Do you trust that he will give you the decision, the right decision? I will say regardless of whatever you decide, God, the church, and myself will love you just the same. But again, I wish we would take all the things of life as serious as we are taking this. And again, I'm not saying to make light of this. I'm just saying, I wish we would look at everything the same way. Jesus said, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Point three, faithfulness will bring us victory. And again, there's some battle keys here. And the reason I've been, actually, Amy gave me this idea, but battle keys are, I've already given you one really, but battle keys are things we can do. Again, the key to overcoming is your faith. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith, your faith. That's how you overcome. First Corinthians 4.2, this one here is burning on me, and I may get into it tonight, but moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. Paul's requiring that. He didn't require anything else but faithfulness in this point and passage. That's really caught my eye. John 5 5 says, Who is that overcomes, or who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Faith. Faithfulness. Your faith is the key to victory now and forever and nothing else. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The love that we're searching for and the fulfillment we're searching for, it's found in the love of God. And again, the Lord gave us that example this morning already. When he'd come into the house, he's here all the time, but he made a showing today. That's what we long for. That's our goal we should be longing for in everything we do. Again, battle key to avoid guilt. Guys, this world is a mess and and we're going to make bad decisions from time to time. I was praying about one the other night that was really bothering me that I thought I made a bad decision and really messed up. And man, the Lord came in and sat by me and he said, boy, you done all right. And I just began to weep. I got to admit defraud. My wife took me to a meeting the other night and us men are do rah, 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 rah. and and I was getting moved, and a tear run down my left eye, two or three times. But but I've seemed to be having trouble with my eyes watering a lot lately, and they're itchy, and I blame that. I said my eyes were just itchy, honey. <laughs> but actually, God was dealing with me about what I'm talking about. I was. Too proud to say, yeah, baby, I cried like a baby. So you got it, honey. That's what you wanted. She's asked me every day after that, you sure you weren't crying? I never did lie to you. I just never told the truth. We say that all the time. I hear that all the time. I've never lied to you. I just never told the truth, which is... Fraud. Oh my, I need to repent. (laughs) Oh, honey, I'm preaching now. Uh, Did you want to come up and preach? You were talking there for a minute. She's good now. Battle key number three enjoy running the race. Man, we've been talking about counting it a joy, but enjoy running the race. Man, start running it with the Lord. And I know we are, but continue on with the Lord. Man, don't you love it when a plan comes together? That brings me enjoyment. Enjoy the Lord. But we got to get past these other things we talked about to enjoy Him. Enjoy the Lord. Battle key number four is finish the race. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us also lay down Everything aside, every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us. Praise team, if you want to come forward, that again the reason that that just weighs at me. If, if, if maybe think of a scripture where Paul was talking about who was it that cut in on you and caused you to stop running the race? That's Kit's paraphrase. So many times we get cut in on and and we quit running the race because somebody offended me or somebody did this or or I can't overcome this sin. That's a lie from the enemy. But what keeps you from finishing the race? What cut in on you? And again, I didn't plan on saying that, but look that scripture up and check me out on it. But as we close out today, I want you to show the slide of uh, the bud races. How many have been to a mud race come on tell the truth i know some have i'm looking at one how many has been to a mud race where the whole course is made of mud and and how many of you have played mud volleyball come on i know some of you have there we go we're come on start fessing up yeah i know it i saw the grins back there he's pointing hey was pointed at joe what can we point at joe for anything <laughs> But, man, I've been in some mud things, and, and to be honest with you, I learned real quick to wear a belt, okay? I don't need to go into more detail, do I? Because <laughs> that mud gets heavy. And, and anyway, uh, but, but I really believe the Lord showed me that, that life kind of is like a mud race. You know, we, we're excited about life. And, man, we're even excited about the course, and we start running the course and we find out it's a little bit slippier, a little bit muddier than we thought. And we didn't realize how much it was going to juice us. Man, if you've ever been through a mud course, it juices you that quick. Man, you're carrying that weight around, you're fighting, you're struggling. And you get to the point where you got to depend on people to help you get through. And you reach down and you help and you start pulling people through. But as I began, and the Lord just put this thought on my mind, and I looked up images but I noticed in the images, almost every image I took a pic, or looked at a picture, they were smiling like this little girl because they were enjoying the race. They were doing it together. They were pressing through. Yeah, things may diff- get difficult. Your trousers may have slipped down, but things may have happened from time to time. But we press through. We know we're going to win the race. We know we are the champions. The believer is a champion. We're going to win. So, when you think about the things today, I don't want to try to put it all into this picture, but I believe the Lord showed me that's the way life can be sometimes. He never said it was going to be easy, but it won't be burdensome. When I was doing the volleyball ones, it wasn't, it may have been a battle, but it wasn't burdensome to the point where I quit. We counted on each other and we pulled through. We count on God and we pull through and we do it with joy and happiness in each other, the love of God and love of people. And so let's look at this as we go through life because we are good and not evil. We are light and not darkness and the world's going to oppose that. And so I tell you today, stand strong in your faith. Stand to our feet today. Stand strong in your faith. If you got things that you want to, again, give to the Lord, these altars are open. But the most important thing is here today is that, man, if you don't have Jesus, if you're in here outside, online, whatever, and you're listening, and you don't have Jesus, man, it's going to be difficult. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it through the mud marathon of life without Jesus. We need Jesus to get the faith. Once we get Jesus, he gives us a portion of faith and our faith grows. And we hold on to that faith knowing that we are champions. So today, if you're not saved, you need to come to these altars and be saved. In Jesus' name. But if life has become burdensome to the believer, come to the altars. I believe the Lord took care of a lot of that already today. But if you still got some burdens you're hanging on to, Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Life shouldn't be burdensome to the believer. Come and let Jesus give you rest. Man, if you just need the joy of the Lord come and ask for the joy of the Lord. If you just need a refilling of the Holy Ghost, come and ask for the Holy Ghost. If you just need wisdom, come, but hold on to your faith. Thank you, Jesus. Father, they've heard the words. You've said your words. Let your Holy Spirit move upon us in Jesus' name. Thank you,